Welcome to episode 16 with Rachel McDonald, Navigating Transitions and the In Spaces Between. Welcome to the Wellness Project podcast with Claire Obade. I'm a life and wellness coach, yoga teacher, EFT practitioner, and meditation guide. And most importantly, I'm a mama. And I'm here to support you to free your mind, fuel your body, and feed your soul as we journey into the project of your own wellness. From meditation, yoga, spirituality, and health to well being, mindset, conscious living, and conscious parenting, I dive into it all. Featuring moments of contemplation mixed with inspired action and handy takeaways, you will feel inspired and motivated, ready to cultivate new habits, rituals, and tools for your wellness journey. With mini meditation sessions to support you in cultivating inner stillness, connection, and clarity, and special co hosted episodes and interviews to answer your questions. The Wellness Project podcast has you covered. Hi, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 16 with my beautiful dear friend, Rachel McDonald. We're talking about transitions and the in spaces between, which Rachel has a lot of wisdom and knowledge on after being through a massive transition since becoming a mama. If you don't know who Rachel McDonald is, let me introduce her properly. She is a business and life coach, a writer, speaker, and creator of the hugely popular Bright-Eyed and Blog-Hearted program and Spirited eBooks. In the early months of 2018, Rachel will be launching two brand new products, one on self-belief and the other on navigating transition to transform your life. Through her products and programs, Rachel helps women around the world move out of fear and uncertainty and into purpose-filled lives and businesses. I can't wait for you to listen to this incredible episode where we dissect the experience of being deep in transition and how to embrace it, how to be in it, how to move through it, how to come out the other side. And Rachel has so much juicy wisdom on this. I know you guys are going to love it. Many of us don't even realize how important and powerful transitions are, but I hope that by the end of this episode, you're really embracing that transition if you're in it and that you've got some incredible takeaways that are going to support you. So let's jump to it, guys. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Rach. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I'm so excited to finally be talking about this with you. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So we have been talking, obviously, offline and in our real-life conversations about transitions and that space in between, which is, uh, yeah, a massive topic and a, and a, a one that we've dived into a lot. But I know that you are in the process of birthing and experience and offering for everybody else to dig into this really big juicy topic of transitions. So what I'd like to do with you today is tease it out a little bit because it's really easy just to kind of loosely throw around the idea that transitions are a big part of our spiritual journey and our spiritual awakening. But I think we really need to understand what kind of happens in these transitions and what they're really about and why they are so powerful and important in our journey. So I'd like to dive straight in with a definition from you, if that's okay, and some guidance around what a transitional period actually is. What do you see that to be? Sure. Okay. So for me, a transitional period is a period in which we move from one 
situation or state or way of being into another. That's that's kind of the simple definition. And the change can unfold in a few different ways. So it might be unexpected. Uh, and that is where you are thrust into this new place that essentially disrupts the way that things have been for you in your life. So that often happens through loss or illness or breakup or um you know, being made redundant for, from a job, for example. So that's the unexpected. The other option is that it, it might be expected. So you might have actually willingly chosen to change an aspect of your life. And this is, you know, for us, choosing to become parents. Mm. Um, it might be for someone moving countries or, or leaving a job or leaving a relationship. So it's something that they have actually chosen to change, but it still puts them into that process of transition. Um, and the other way, and this, this comes up a lot for people, and this, this can actually tie into to the, the second option as well, but you might actually feel it as a bit of an itch or that niggling sense of restlessness or discontent, um, and really that's a call from your soul. I think it's that longing that there's more meaning and there is more joy or there's more X, Y, Z, whatever it might be available to you if you are brave enough to usher that in. So that's the call from, from your soul really to expand. Mm. So just tying that all together to, to have it make sense for everyone, whatever the catalyst, and, and it can be negative or it can be positive as I mentioned, essentially transition entails some kind of ending then you move into the in-between, the space between, which is a groundless, uh, often confusing space full of uncertainty and and unknowns, but it's also a place where the deep transformation happens. And then after navigating that period, there's a new beginning. So this is where you bring all that you have learnt in the space between back out into the world and, and bring essentially this new iteration of you and your life out into being. Mm. So it's, it's, it's exciting and confusing. <laughs> I think it's, it's, worth, it's worth mentioning that this is a really, really sacred and beautiful and incredible time, especially, you know, being deep in that space between, which is what my, uh, my new product will center around, um, navigating that period. But it's also going to bring with it a lot of, um, a lot of uncertainty, a lot to explore. It's going to bring up all the old stuff. Um, so it's big. It is really big. And I think we need to honor honor that process uh amen <laughs> and as i mentioned at the beginning of the call you and i have actually been essentially hand holding and supporting each other through what has been one of our biggest i guess you could say expected uh transition periods as we mm -hmm. both became mothers about the same time and so many massive endings and then this weird in, in it's not even weird this just challenging space in between that just seemed never ending, didn't it? And mm -hmm. I know that you're kind of coming out the other side of that. I personally still feel like I'm thrown back in now that yeah. I'm pregnant with baby number two. So I feel like that uh, transition period is kind of re reignited for me. And there's a lot of questions that come up in that space, isn't there? It's really hard to not um, switch off the what is going on and mm -hmm. why is this happening and what have I done wrong and what have I how could I change this and where have I gone down the wrong pathway? So when, when you're in that state, what, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> what oh, do we do? 
Good question. I love, actually, I love that you mentioned questions because I think that really, um, you know, that is a huge part of being in transition is that because we lose that sense of certainty and solidity in our lives, we start to look at, we start to kind of throw our gaze at everything and we ask, you know, what's what's no longer in alignment? What, where am I holding myself back? Where, where do I want to be? What do I want to do? What's my purpose? Who am I? You know, we do ask a lot of those big, 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 big questions. Um, so, you know, when it comes to transition, there's, there's two paths that we can go down. So we can embrace it or we can deny it or we can, you know, refuse the call. So I think it's, it's probably important to state here that transitions do look and feel very different for everyone. And for some people, a particular transition might be relatively smooth and it might be a pretty quick process, but for other people, you are going to be taken on that windier, messier journey. And I think a lot of seekers can probably resonate with the second option because we have chosen consciously to live a life where we're not just following the norm. You know, we're not just automatically living our lives out. We're actually on this path to go as deep and as high as, as we possibly can. And we want all that that entails. And, and that's going to entail some challenge as well. So I think for, for those that are aligned with being, you know, call themselves a seeker or someone who has um, spiritual beliefs or who, you know, believes that there's something bigger out there and they have a sense, have a purpose and, and they're on this soul journey, they're probably going to be thrown <laughs> for a loop a little bit more because that's part of it, right? You're talking when about you're me. asking for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're asking for it on some level and it is ultimately very, very good. So it's just about, you know, being able to to kind of hold center in, in whatever way you can throughout it. Mm. Um, and I think it's also really important to mention here because this, again, this is important for, for our whole conversation is that transitions are natural and they're inevitable. So we'll all go through many transitions actually along our lifetime. We go through seasons, we cycle through, that is life um, by definition. And some will be more intense depending on how much they shift our identity or our self-image. So something like becoming a parent, for example, and I'll use that because that's, that's been the catalyst for both of us, that is a major shift in identity. Um, whereas, you know, for, for another person or, f- you know, for even us in our lifetime, changing jobs, for example, that is a transition of sorts, but it might not throw us as deeply into yes. that process. Mm-hmm. So it's not saying that one is more important or one is less important. It is really about our individual journey and, um, going into ourselves for that next iteration of our lives. But I thought it's important to mention here that this is natural, this is inevitable, and sometimes it will be intense and and other times it will be smoother. I think that's that's really helpful and very supportive because it's not something to be afraid of, is it? It's not something you can avoid or control. And, in fact, you just have to, like you said, embrace and show up to it, which I want to go into a little bit further in a moment. Mm -hmm. But can we just kind of dig a little bit more into some of those examples, maybe some of your personal examples of transitions because I know just listening to you now I can identify the very big chunk of Saturn returns experience that I had Mm -hmm. you know in my mid to late 20s which culminated in a complete lifestyle change right down to mind body soul elements every Mm -hmm. element Uh, and then obviously cruised along for a while until motherhood hit and that just sent me into 
the shadows and the darkness and all the questions and all the layers being peeled off. So what are some of your personal transformative Mm. transitional periods? Yeah, well, I love that you've mentioned the Saturn return, actually, because that that was a very transformative period in my life as well. I, you know, in the year that I turned 30, um, I got married, I started an online business course, which actually ended up being the catalyst for me looking beyond my corporate job. So I worked in PR and marketing and had done for 10 years. And I had had that that itch and that restlessness and that discontent tapping at me saying there's more, there's more out there for you. Um, this is not your path. You know, you don't want to climb the corporate ladder and take your, your boss's job. So what is it? What is it? And the questions came up. Um, so within that year, at, at the end of, I guess, my Saturn return, I had, yeah, got married, so identity shift there, started um, exploring this, the possibility of moving out of the corporate world and starting my own business, which I then did at the end of that year. Um, and then that started a new cycle, which I would say is the new beginning aspect of transition. Um, and for me, that was starting my business. It, it grew very rapidly. There was a lot of momentum. And I really felt like I was I was just riding that wave, you know, showing up for whatever was coming across my path. And and there were many beautiful opportunities and lots of growth happening. And I've always, you know, I've always had my practices and I've always been um, someone who has gone in and, and done that work. But even looking back now, I can see how there were still plenty of distractions along the way because I was just busy doing, you know, and, and joyfully so. I was really there for all that energy that was coming along with starting a business. So I then, uh, you know, got the nudge that it was baby time and, and started to feel Ryder, my, my son, started to feel him sort of tapping away that he was ready to, to come out into the world probably six or, or so months before we actually decided, yes, let's do this, let's let's have a baby. And I fell pregnant with him at the end of 2014. And so leading into 2015, I had a very big year in my business and it, it was very abundant. There was a lot of output, a lot of creating, a lot of holding space for people, um, have, you know, a gorgeous community of people. And and so there was just a lot happening in my external world. And so I kind of slipped into, it was August, 2015 that he was born. And I kind of, you know, I was still writing the last blog post two hours before I went into labor. I was like, (laughs) we've got to get this done. You know, there, there was this real sense of, okay, I, I have no idea what I'm going into here. I, and I'm wrapping up. And I had that sense of wrapping up. I had people asking me, well, what's, what will you do with your business when you become a mom? And what's next for you? You know, what are the goals? What are the visions? What are the plans? And I didn't have any, I just said, I have no idea what is coming mm-hmm. and I have no idea who I'm becoming. And I think, you know, when, when we're, when we be honest here is that my soul was telling me, please don't make too many plans yes. because we're about to, we're about we're to, about to get dirty. Go on, <laughs> go on a bit of a ride here. So I had no, for the first time in my life, really, like really for the first time I had no, no goals and no vision. And for someone who is, um, always pretty much thinking of the next thing that was, that was big in itself. But 
so I had a writer. Um, he was born in all, end of August 2015, and I entered the space between, mm. the void space. Um, again, yeah, no no plans for what was coming with with my work, and that had been a, such a huge part of my identity, um, being this online entrepreneur and, and having you know so much of who I am wrapped up in in that, and particularly with the types of businesses that we have, it really is yourself that you're putting into your business. There's not much distinction there. So that was a pretty strong identity that I was, I then began to unravel as I became a mom and I started to question, well, who am I now? Who am I now where I'm not creating new products and bringing people together and, and holding space in that way. And it was also the first time that I had really had an extended pause um, where life was very, very much. And anyone listening who has, children will know particularly those newborn days those first couple of months it is moment to moment you know there is there's (laughs) like there's a little person there crying or asking for attention or asking to be fed and that is exactly what you're doing you're not casting the vision out into the future and picturing what you'll be creating in a year's time so here I was really doing the dance between absolutely adoring that. I I felt so much joy in that, actually. There was – I discovered these more feminine, mothering, um, softer aspects of myself. I was completely in in such a love bubble. And it was almost like being compartmentalized. I I was that when I was there with Ryder. And then as the time progressed, so not in those first few months, but as the the year continued to go on and we rolled into 2016 – I started to have the questions pop up about, well, what what does my business look like now and what is coming next and who do I want to be and, and what do I want to be creating in the world? And all that I was met with was total confusion. I had no, <laughs> I had no clarity. Radio no, silence. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. I really don't know. And, I mean, there's nothing more destabilizing than thinking that things will just click back into the way that they were and the way that they had been for so long and then realizing that none of that felt right anymore. Um, And it wasn't so much about, uh, it wasn't that I had been creating anything that wasn't authentic or in alignment with me. It wasn't that at all, actually. I had felt very on purpose and very aligned with what I was doing. But it was just that in that particular period of time, nothing made sense. Um, because it wasn't meant to, it really wasn't meant to. And I can see that now, but (laughs) in the moment that's, that is very, very hard to, um, grapple. Mm. It's hard to work with. So at the same time, my husband was also, because we decided, why not? Let's, let's all transition at the same time. (laughs) Uh, he was going through his own transition, huge transition with his career. He had started a business just as writer, uh, was born. And so he had, again, done the same thing as me left left the corporate world left the stability and was starting this fresh new uh, venture where he had really not much of a clear idea around where he wanted to take that so we didn't have much to hold on to um, at that point in time and because the two of us were in transition at the same time it was and and we were also very in the parenting gig and just very there with with all of that and it brought its own challenges there was there was plenty going on in those first couple of months particularly because we were there in that we didn't feel that we had 
something that uh, that was nice and solid like that base chakra that we can say that is flowing and you know we can have all this other change happening but it's okay because we've got our foundation solid mm. there wasn't that <laughs> so of course you know as we move further along and this is throughout 2016 and then even coming you know really into this year as well lots of decision making around what needed to be let go um lots of healing deep healing actually that that came up so when you don't have what this is what i found and and i know this to be true for other people as well is that when you don't have something to cling on to or distract yourself with whatever is old and deeply buried and ready to be healed actually for you for you to be able to move to that next stage of your life that's going to come up yeah and so just at the time where you don't feel like you have the capacity to manage these big feelings that's when it will come <laughs> just um. you know just just to stretch you and this is where you know we i mean really this is where we build emotional resilience this is where we find out what we're made of this is where we get you know in hindsight it doesn't feel like it in the moment but really it's such an opportunity to clear out and to let go and for me a lot of it came back to those really deeply buried beliefs and programs and um, even some relationship stuff like some family relationship stuff that that really had been kind of there in the background just ticking away and causing some friction actually mm. but I was okay I was like it's okay I'll deal with that later um, I'll come back to it because I've got too much other stuff going on right now I can't really deal with it so of course it came right into the forefront for me um, and and it was like just get it all done <laughs> just just it, it is time it is time to do this you are not taking this forward so that was a big 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 uh, process for me very very exhausting physically emotionally mentally lots of thinking lots of time in my head um and lots of losing faith actually one one of the big things for me and and this probably threw me almost more than anything was that I had always been deeply trusting in life and deeply trusting that I was supported by the universe and you know by by life itself that I had it had my back and I had the ability to create what I desired. So that was a big part of, of life for me up until that point. And then that all felt as though it was thrown out the window. And I felt as though I could no longer trust that, you know, what I desired would, would manifest mm. really, really big. Yeah. Wow. I love everything that you just shared. And I, I, there's such a willingness in that journey, isn't there? And I, I highlight in this particular point because I really want to get this through to everybody that's listening that even through the dark times and in the exhausting times and the moments where you've lost faith, and I know this because I spoke with you throughout the whole journey, there was, yes, there was pain. Yes, there was struggle. Yes, there was a lot of confusion. But you had nowhere else to go but be willing to show mm -hmm. up to it, right? To show up to the shadows and to say, okay these deeply buried programs and beliefs, it's all coming up. I could choose to deny it, but actually if I don't embrace it and face it and move forward, I'm actually never going to get to the other side of this transition. Mm -hmm. So I want to kind of go into that because for somebody listening right to your story just then, 
hopefully they did pick up on the gold nuggets that you shared that there was a lot of beauty and joy in your experience, especially with motherhood. But they could also be listening to your story and just thinking, shit, I do not want to experience a transition. (laughs) No, thank you, because what you've essentially just described is at the core of who you believed yourself to be, which is essentially a really positive master manifester, fully supported by the universe type of woman, completely crumbled and fell to pieces. So that could sound really terrifying to somebody. Mm-hmm. So how do we support people to actually embrace the tra- tra- transition, but also embrace the darkness that comes through? And I just want mm-hmm. to say before we launch into the answer to that, I have a very clear memory of, I called it Dark July. There was a whole month period in my Saturn Returns. It happened multiple times, but this particular one I remember the most, where this cloud just clung to me the entire time and it was heavy and dark. And the more I resisted it, the heavier and darker it got. And I remember the day that it lifted was the day when I finally said, all right, I'm in it. What have you got to show me? Mm-hmm. And I felt the release of it not long after because it was almost like this darkness, this shadow that had kind of come through had said, you got to face it first because it's not going to go, it's never going to release until you pay attention. So how do we do that? How can we support everybody to embrace this transition and all the stuff that comes with it? Yeah, I love what you've just said there. So it's leaning in. It, it really is leaning in and it's looking at the opportunity. And I think we have to steer ourselves back there because there'll, t- there'll be times that you forget that really this is an opportunity. Transitions are intense periods, but they're intense periods of discovery and healing and ultimately transformation. And I think that's that's what we're here to do. So, you know, when, when you're in a transition you don't have the distraction of being in your new thing yet. Mm. You are, you know, something's ended, you're in that space between, and the new thing hasn't yet come to light. So without distractions there, you have that open space and you can heal what needs to be healed. And, and you know, that really is a lot of the time the work. It's, it's not about adding on. It's about stripping away and, and moving, removing, sorry, those old layers that are sort of keeping you stuck and and keeping you weighed down. Um, You also have that opportunity to be rewiring patterns and beliefs that may not even be, you may not be conscious of, or you may think they're quite insignificant, but, but actually they're dictating the way that you are navigating your life. Um, you get to trust your inner wisdom in all new ways. And that has been one of the biggest gifts for me is, is, coming to this complete knowing that no matter what's going on, no matter what the world is throwing at me, whatever challenges are on the path, that it's okay, it's all going to be okay, and I'm okay. Um, that, and, you know, I'll be able to tap in and find that wisdom if, if only I listen for it. So I think for anyone listening who might be thinking, oh, gosh, you know, I don't, I don't want to go through this. I, I'm happy with life just cruising along as it is. Know that this really is an opportunity to live in greater alignment with your truest, truest desires. So it's, it's about making life even better than it currently is. And it might feel comfortable now, but you have to kind of go through a little bit of that discomfort to get to that next level. Mm. Um, and, and you mentioned resistance, which I love because (laughs) resistance is a big part of it. And that is what will prolong that period, that in between, 
um, when when you are resisting it and working against life or trying to control every aspect of what is a very natural process, you'll you'll drag it out. You know, mm-hmm. you won't move into the new thing because you will stay stuck and you will say, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to deal with that. I want to come over here and distract myself a little bit more. Um, you'll start to feel like you are the victim of your life rather than the creator. So resistance is, is a really key word when it comes yes. to transition and looking at the ways that you are keeping the new at arm's length because that's what you may be doing. You may you may think that you want to step into that new, and I had this along the way actually, this is, this is very real for me, is that there was a, a part of the process where I had just dug so deeply into what wasn't working and what wasn't feeling right and, and in alignment that I was realizing I was going around in circles just staying with that that energy rather than pulling myself out of it and saying, okay, well, what's the decision that needs to be made and what am I still resisting here that's blocking me from stepping into that new uh, chapter of my life? Yes. Yes, I love this so much. Resistance, it's such an oh, – I just want to add here from what you've just said that sometimes when we think we've finally gone, okay, I'm no longer resisting – we really actually haven't dropped the resistance and we, mm-hmm. we kind of need to go through it with a fine-tooth comb, don't we, and really find the points where we are controlling and we are resisting the surrender required. So I just wanted to add that because when I, I hear you talk about it, I think, yes, but then we've got to keep going more, don't we? Perfect, keep. yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, it's huge. It's such, a, it's such a huge block and we do it in all areas of life. And I also wonder... You know, it's about dropping the resistance, isn't it? Complete surrender. And that actually means that even if you think you've done all the work required to show up to this transition, that it's not really on your timeline, is it? (laughs) That's right. So so you might have thought, okay, I've come out of this point where I'm going around in circles. Okay, I've dropped the resistance. Okay, I'm now coming up with a decision, decision made, yet it still might not be on your timeline. It still might take another month or another year before that decision comes into fruition and you are actually out of it. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, this this all comes back to you can't rush the process of becoming. You can't. You know, you can you can take action and I highly recommend taking action. It's not about becoming passive and sitting around waiting for life to shift for you. It won't happen that way. Mm. But also I think, you know, we can't truly know what life has in store for us uh, until it's come to fruition and we can look back and go, oh, I can totally now see why that wasn't meant to happen. Um, And this was, you know, for me, this was one of the key learnings with becoming a mum. I really you know, there were, there was so much in that slowing down, that slipping into, um, you know, the softness and the slowness and, and the feminine energy of motherhood that I really needed to learn on <laughs> life's timeline, not my own timeline, because, um, you know, that was, that was something that I had to learn. I was very used to being a go-getter, someone who created and and just got out there and made stuff happen. But for me to just be comfortable in the space where nothing's actually being created or happening, uh, you know, in the external world, um, but there's lots going on internally, and to just be okay with just being present and seeing this beautiful little being growing and just being with him and allowing myself to surrender all my goals and plans to actually be 
that presence in his life and, and allow him to have me in that energy rather than me, you know, making plans for us and, and trying to move everything forward quickly. Mm. That was a big one. That sure. is a big one. And I think I'm still there. <laughs> Second baby has required that again, once again, I, uh, I surrender to the life of no plans. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about taking action. I love that you, mm-hmm. you said, you know, don't be passive. You can take action. So let's be practical here. And actually, can you share some, some of the ways that you, took action, even if it didn't result in an immediate shift or an immediate change. What's mm-hmm. some of the things that our listeners could actually do when they're deep in this transition, even if they're in the darkness of it too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, it, a lot of it came down to not having a clear vision around what was coming next in my business. So I'll, I'll speak to that particularly. I'm sure that might resonate with people and, and it can have different applications, but um, for me, it was it was getting in my journal first and foremost. I was, you know, so used to having ideas and inspiration come through very easily, and feeling quite tapped in. I mean, I think any creative person will know what it's like to just feel tapped in, to be like, oh, I'm going for a walk, and oh, what's that idea that's <laughs> dropped in here? <laughs> where, where did that come from? Um, and I think that's, you know, that beautiful sense of flow that we all love to be in. And because I felt as though I had completely slipped out of that state, it was like I had to work to find my ideas rather than them just, just slipping in. So I spent a lot of time um, just journaling about how I was feeling in, in that moment and things that caught my attention or things that, you know, I, I found myself resonating with. I was like, oh, I'm really loving um, these particular books or I'm really loving this this thought about, you know, whatever theme it was. And I would just journal around that. And I thought now now might not be the idea, uh, the time for creating these ideas. I'm just looking at, at the world and noticing what is grabbing my attention. Um, so that was, that was a big part of it for me. I also, on a really practical note, because it's very easy to think that things aren't moving forward and that there's no progress. And I think we, we humans can be quite addicted to this sense of progression. Um, because I wasn't feeling that I started tracking it (laughs) and I tracked our wins and I tracked the, the things that were working for both my husband and I, Every month we would write, we'd come together and we would write down what were the things that worked. And it might, it might have been little things or it might have been, um, you know, for him, new clients coming on board or getting um, sales of a product or it might have been, um, you know, particular things that worked really well in our parenting with our son and, and um, things that he might have moved through that we supported him with. So we just tracked all of it. And I get essentially it's, it's a way of um, almost like a gratitude practice, I guess, just, just tracking what is working rather than focusing on where we're feeling things are stuck or not moving forward. Mm. So they were, they were really big for me. There was certainly this sense of, um, yeah, it's not happening fast enough. And what else can I do? I was, I was asking myself, you know, what else, what aren't I doing? I feel like I'm taking action, but it's as if it's not being met with the result that I want or the outcome that I want. Um, so I just had to keep keep coming in. And, and there was lots of other practices, but I would say that, that they were really powerful, you know, writing it down, taking note, getting out of my head um, and back into that space of 
connection with myself. Yeah, and I know for you as well, being in nature is mm-hmm, a, a big part of your healing process and yep. stillness and meditation and all the all the usual kind of self care tools. But I really love, really love that you were tracking your wins and you see that mm-hmm. as a gratitude practice because mm-hmm. that kind of injects a beam of light or you know lifts lifts it up, doesn't it? So even though you might still be in the deep transition and there might be shadowy moments, you're consciously choosing to inject light into how you think and how you show up to that transition rather than just allowing the heaviness to press you down and suffocate you. I love that so much. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, always trying to steer it back to this is a season, this is not a lifetime because it's very easy to be caught up in that feeling of, oh, God, you know, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm always going to feel confused or, or stuck um, but I had to keep coming back to, no, this is this is a season mm-hmm. of life and we are not meant to be on and firing on all cylinders at all times. It's just not the way that life works. We all, you know, in nature we have winter for that very reason, to retreat and, um, you know, restore and, and do all those beautiful things. So I had to keep coming back there and, and just reminding myself that, everything will look very very different in six months time in 12 months time and and further along but this season right now requires me to be very conscious and present for it because it's got a lot of gifts that I need to to make the space to recognize um yes and so that's the work (laughs) that is the work and and you certainly I'm not saying that I was perfect at that because I wasn't but that is the practice Yes, and I think you just answered my next question, which was, well, how do you inject that surrender into all of this? And, you know, you, you've touched on this consciousness and this presence and accepting mm-hmm. that it is a season, and I think that's precisely how we do this, right? How we mm-hmm. how we don't fight against, against it, you know, that rage against the machine kind of vibe where you're just actually accepting, I don't know the end point of this journey. I'm choosing to surrender by being present with it. I'm choosing to surrender by being conscious with it. I'm choosing to yeah. surrender by simply remembering the very core truth of life, which that everything changes. Nothing mm-hmm. is permanent. That's a, so easy to say, right? <laughs> right. It's a, it is a beautiful line. And, yeah, in the moment it is, it is harder. And I think that's why it's great to have conversations like this for, for anyone listening to be reminded that, it's okay when you fall off track and you think, oh my God, when is this ever going to change and what is going on? And, and also kind of clutching for the past, you know, wanting to, wanting to go back there and just go, okay, let's go back there and, um, it'll be fine again. It'll be all good, but that's not going to happen because you've actually, that has been an ending, um, for a reason, because you are ready for this next next stage of your life you're just in that learning and moving into phase um, and you're not quite there yet but it's okay you'll get there Um, and I think when it comes to surrendering it's simply surrendering the timeline Mm. and the outcome because it might look a little bit different Um, and when there's something bigger at play and I think particularly on these types of journeys where it, it is spiritual in nature and it's it's big and it is that time where you'll look back and go, wow, that was a huge transformation. That was a pivotal point in my life. You can't quite see what that big thing is that's at play, but you will and you'll be able to grasp the Mm. gifts of it when you see who you've become afterwards. Totally. And if you can remember even once or twice 
in the transition that this is actually a spiritual journey and mm-hmm. you're not yet exposed to what that is about, if you can even remember that once or twice, which I know you did many times, there's some comfort in that, isn't there? There's some comfort in knowing this is a massive journey for me and it's magical and it's going to create something huge. It's shit when I'm in it and it's really mm-hmm. full of struggle sometimes, but if I remember that, I can at least be willing to surrender to it and show up to it as much as I mm-hmm. possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I just want to add here as well that I know that sharing, you know, when I when I remember back to that memory that I told you all about where that shadow lifted for me, one of the things that happened on that day was that I shared with somebody as well mm-hmm. what I was mm-hmm. feeling and that lift came, you know, in conjunction with that sharing. So I also want to add here that you and I have supported each other yes. so much through these transitions by just talking it out we might not ever actually receive any um answer i guess but there's been a lot of reflection and passing on our own perspective or our own wisdom or our own little nugget of truth that might just drop in and go oh yeah that feels good that lifts me into a different state or that supports me with this process so i just want to add here anyone that's in transition please don't hold back sharing. Find even just one person that you can, yeah, just download and somebody mm-hmm. that's willing to consciously reflect and dissect with you because that's really important, isn't it? So important. I think, yeah, when things are in flux, you just just come back to what can you count on. You know, that was, I actually asked myself that very question in my journal. It was, what can I count on right now? And it was my beautiful deep friendships and and talking it out and just knowing that I would have those people there like yourself and and all our beautiful friends there to hold that space and just to reflect back or or just listen simply Mm. um that was that was really powerful for me um and you know your healers trusted healers so people that you might turn to like kinesiologists or intuitives or um acupuncture whoever you need to go to just to um, remember that you know there is support that you can call in and and that's different than outsourcing your pain it's just mm. asking for a little bit of scaffolding I guess you know while you're going through such a big shift in your life yes definitely the support team absolutely agree mm-hmm. with that and just trusting your intuition when you need to go seek them out <clears throat> right uh-huh. 100% so you are now obviously, Rach, in a very different place. Your creativity has poured forth again. And it's not ironic at all to me that your business was originally called <laughs> In Spaces Between mm-hmm. and you went through a massive transition. And at the end of this transition, or end, I use that word loosely, but you know, towards the pointy end of this transition, you came to realize of what your next offering for the world actually is about transition which is just freaking perfect i remember the day that we were talking it was like uh in spaces between hello (laughs) right (laughs) which just makes me giggle at the universe playing these games all from day one it's like Mm -hmm. yeah 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 you guys got no idea what's coming (laughs) can't give me the map you just have to write it so how how did you know when it was time to re-emerge and I say the word yeah. no really loosely because I know it's an intellectual thing. So talk us through that. Yes. Yeah. This is this is a great question. Um, okay. So I mentioned earlier that 
transition as a whole is going to look and feel very different for everyone. And, and that is kind of the point. It's a personal revolution and rebirth. So it's about honoring your journey and, and t- really tapping deeply into your intuition along the way. But ultimately, I think to move out of the foggy confusion, confusion, sorry, and, and to move out of that space between and into something more solid, you need to make a choice or, or make a bold decision. Um, because what I found was that you might be deliberating over a couple of different options or a few different paths that you can take. And the longer we stay in that space where we're just in indecision and we're deliberating, then we start to feel more and more resistance to moving forward. So for me, what happened was I started to there were a couple of little things, very minor things that that brought back that sense of lightness and hope that you were just talking about before. And with that energy, it was like being lifted out of those lower energies and, and that uh, depth and the shadowy stuff. I was being lifted back up to where I feel comfortable in, in that higher vibe state um, where I started to look around and go, oh, okay, I've, I've been quite close-minded during this period and thinking that, you know, the path had to be one way or or nothing. And I started to see a lot of possibility around me. And I thought I was reminded actually that, you know, I'm creating, I'm creating this life and, and there are so many options. And so I started to actually write down all the things that I might like to do. So I had a, a, you know, before rider, I had a particular path in mind and it would follow this trajectory and I would just do this and then I'd release this and then I'd write that book and and that's how it would go. And lots of that is still there. So I, I think maybe it's important as well to make the point that it's not about something in your life ending and then you completely disregard all your experience and, and all the magic that's in your life. It's not that it's taking the good bits forward and then releasing what you don't need. Um, so lots, lots will still look exactly the same for me, but I started to open up to all the other options and things that previously I was not interested in started to look appealing. And likewise, things that I thought were a sure thing. I was like, no, that's, that's actually not for me anymore. Um, and one of the big things was that I made a decision to, Basically, I I wanted to have um, two weeks at the time just completely offline, just in in the motherhood moment, you know, out, out with Ryder, not thinking, okay, I need to jump on the computer in his nap and I need to do this and do that and create this. I just wanted to be a mama. And I was out walking with him one day. Uh, not long after this, probably two or three days after I made that decision to just create lots of white space and and just live a really simple existence for a little while. And I was out walking and I just was struck with this idea that came completely out of nowhere. This is, it was definitely one of those divine downloads and it was, you need to write about transition. And I just was uh, instantly, my body just, I was just filled with energy. I started to cry. Actually, I got teary and it was, bam, you need to write about this this process. And this had not been on my radar at all. I just thought I was going through a really long extended adaptation to this new life. And I was like, what is happening for me? Um, but then it became very clear that transition happens to all of us in so many different ways, not just becoming a, a parent at all. There's, there's so much with people changing their life in big ways or people getting ill and, uh, you know, having a major health crisis and needing to 
completely change the way that they have previously lived. So I thought there's so many applications for this. There's so many people that, that will resonate with this depending on where they're at. And then in spaces between, just it was just there. It was like you've got a blog called In Spaces Between. <laughs> you, you chose this name way back when, back in 2011. You thought it was a cool abstract name, but now it's clear what it, what it actually means. <laughs> uh, and it was really quite bizarre because I'd never, I had never um, truly explored, you know, this concept of, of the space between. Or it's sometimes called the fertile void, the pause, the waiting room. Like the, there's actually quite a bit out there around uh, this particular period in our lives that we go through. And as soon as I started looking into it, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is just, this is perfect. This is exactly, you know, what I've been going through and this is exactly what this name actually means. So, again, you know, this is where we come out of something and we look back and say, oh, I can see why. Mm. Um, I can see why that had to happen. And here's the gift. And isn't that just beautiful? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Just like nothing else. Yeah. Gosh, it's just like, oh, wow. And all the pieces come together and you realize there's been this synchronicity and this divine guidance the whole time. Right. And you just weren't meant to know about it until this point now when you'd gone through all of the transition. I just think yeah. that's so special. And so inspiring and encouraging for everybody listening, that especially if you are right now in a transition, to know that deep trust Go into that space of deep trust because you've actually got no idea on the other side what beautiful gems are waiting for you that may have already been planted many, many years ago or even if they haven't. If you stay open to that mm -hmm. and trusting, oh, it makes that transition so special. And I've heard you talk about it recently that you're so utterly grateful for this transition. Oh, for sure. And how yeah. long it took and how far it took you, how deep it took you to now be at this point. Special. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been wild and magnificent, truly. You know, there's there's so much that has come out of this actually that will really um, instruct my my life, my business, my family life, all of it, my relationships for for a very long time. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's been really beautiful. It's magic. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to add this for anybody listening right now. From my perspective, witnessing, <clears throat> excuse me, witnessing you and your transition, I want to add this just to give some extra material to those listening mm -hmm. that you took yourself offline. You know, you didn't force yourself to post constantly on Instagram or to write 5,000 newsletters for the sake of it. You, you actually honored the fact that the downloads weren't coming. The creativity wasn't there. The next step wasn't there. So you didn't fake it or force it or try and strategize something out of control because you felt you had to and I want to share that because I think that's a really important thing that if you can honor that as much as possible and that might mean that you actually have to disconnect from something in your life or say no to something in your life or no longer go down a thing that you used to do a certain pathway that you will actually come out the other side and when you do get that next download that next instruction you will feel it like you did in mind, mm -hmm. body and soul because you've had the space away from all the forcing, pushing, controlling planning. Yeah. I think that's a really key thing to highlight here because 
if you are faking it the whole time and trying to force it, you don't have the space. The channels aren't open mm-hmm. for it to come through. Do you agree yeah. with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's um, yeah. I love that you shared that. Um, you know, just to add a little bit more onto that, I I think everyone's different, and um, I'm someone that I don't tend to process publicly Mm. and some creators actually are really really brilliant at doing that sharing every step of the way as it's unfolding I'm not like that I've never been like that I'm a person who processes privately and with you know a couple of trusted people actually I'm I'm, uh, you know I lean on my my loved ones when I need to but I find that I process a lot just you know me myself and I I I go in and do that and that's just the I guess that's just the way I I am um so for me it didn't feel at all authentic for me to share things as they were unfolding I I mean bits and pieces but not the whole journey or the the insights or the gifts of the journey because I was still working with it myself and when it was sort of half processed I didn't think that it would be that useful actually for my audience and now and and now I can see why actually because now it's it's going to be part of this offering in spaces between and it will make a lot more sense because there's distance now between me going through that transition me really integrating it and integration is a very key part of it so you can be in it and then you really need to integrate it so that the lessons kind of really land and then you can go out and teach it at least that's how it works for me other people like I said other people it's it's very different but um, I was quieter, and if anyone was following along, they might have been saying, oh, is Rach, you know, really stepping back completely from her business? No, it wasn't that. It was just that I wanted to wait until I had it uh, very clear within myself before I shared it and how I can help people move through as well myself. And I love that about you. And talking to you today, you have such clarity and articulation mm-hmm. and knowing around this topic of transition it's not a surprise to me but at the same time it's like wow that's incredible because I hear you talk about it and I'm like you've really drilled down into this and I know that if you were to share it in the moment you probably wouldn't be able to verbalize it and authenticate it in the way that this actually needs it done because it, it, it is so like you said so unique to each individual person and so big and deep and huge and sometimes also very small and quick and fast and you know bang mm-hmm. it's done so yeah I'm I, I'm grateful to you for having taken that space to really work through this because I can tell that this offering whatever it's going to be is going to really support all of us including me and I'm really grateful for it because I will be the first person that signs up for whatever <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> thank you me and my transition which feels like it's never actually going to end (laughs) it will yeah and then I'll be like oh my god I've decided to become an astronaut (laughs) who would have thunk it (laughs) can you imagine I love it Uh, kind of (laughs) anything's possible so before we wrap up I want to just dig a little bit further into you and ask three questions that I love to ask those that I'm interviewing for the Wellness Project podcast. So there's always more than one answer to each of these questions. So please just whatever comes to mind first and whatever feels the most aligned to you at the moment. Mm -hmm. So my beautiful Rachel, 
what do you do at the moment to free your mind? Freeing my mind. Well, you mentioned nature is a big one for me, so I'm, I'm going to go there. And I feel as though that is interwoven with meditation actually for me because a time in nature is a meditation mm. uh, from my perspective. And I actually find – so meditation is, is a big part of my life actually, but I find if my mind is really overactive – I have to move before I sit down yes. to sit in stillness. I, I don't easily drop in if my mind is very busy. Um, I need to kind of shake, shift that energy and, and shake it out. So sometimes I might just do a few um, stretches. You know, I might mm. just stretch my body very lightly and then I'll, I'll move into meditation. Other times I'll need to go out in nature and walk on the beach and I'm, you know, very lucky to have the beach just across the road. So I spend a lot of time with the ocean, putting my feet in the sand, you know, splashing around in the water and, and just really getting into into my body. So that that's my biggest, I would, would say. Yeah, I love it. So how do you feel your body? Mm-hmm very intentionally um, with a real focus on energy and that nice clear clean energy so from a food perspective it's it's always ensuring I'm, I'm fueling up with vegetables and protein and then I, I add in around that I'm I'm all for balance um, and I'm also you know I have become I, I never was but I have become very grateful for, for the supplements that have supported my body since pregnancy and you know the early days of, of being a mama and and even to now where there have been various health things that have popped up along the way that I've needed specific support for mm -hmm. um, so that's that's what keeps me fueled um, I know very clearly you know if I bring in things like sugar all of a sudden my mind is very, very hazy. So I, um, like I said, I, I'm all for balance, but I do try not to <laughs> dip too deeply into, into the things that I know will just take me out of that nice, clean energy that I love so mm, much. I love that clean energy and intentional. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So finally, what are your favorite ways to feed your soul? Connection. Connection is a big one with, with myself and with those that I love and those that are also, you know, people I'm, I'm getting to know. I just love to to connect with other human beings. I love covering my son with lots of kisses and tickling him and listening to his little squeal. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I love hanging out with my husband and just being together. I think it's the real simple pleasures with us these days it's it's not so much about heading out on um extravagant date nights or anything it's it's literally just resting my head on his chest and just being together holding hands and being in each other's presence is is um so much soul food for me um i love to read love getting lost in a good book and likewise with writing or any any practices that bring a sense of reverence into my life and that's actually a word that I'm, I'm really bringing into the year ahead reverence uh, ritual and reverence because it's very easy I think when you're wearing multiple hats as a, a mama and a business owner and a friend and, and all the other things it's easy to get caught up in tasks following tasks rather than actually making space for the magical moments and I think that's where all the joy really lives so I'm bringing a lot of that into my life yum reverence beautiful it's yeah. really inspired me 
Oh, my beautiful Rach, thank you so much for having this conversation with me about navigating transitions in the space between. I think it's a conversation that's probably not had nearly enough, but that we we all need to hear this and to be supported through these transitions because, like you said, they're inevitable and they happen to all of us. So I'm really grateful for this conversation. I hope that everybody listening has oh, got their minds and bodies and souls all abuzz from these incredible insights that you've provided us with. So, so grateful. Thank you. You're welcome. So how can I finally support you? I know that you have a beautiful new product coming out first before your transition. Do you want to give us a quick little rundown on that? Yeah, the quick one-liner is that it is a ebook on self-belief. So mm-hmm. it's about starting the year with that rockin' self-belief so that any goals and intentions and visions that you might be bringing to life in the year have a, a beautiful foundation of belief because if, if that's not in place, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest doesn't matter. And that is something that I guess you've uncovered, particularly off the back of this transition journey, haven't you? That you know that that belief still needs to be there. That when you're ready to move forward, that you're you've got that self belief yes. and that ability to power on, or at least the belief to just hold centre during the transition. So I can see mm-hmm. how that's all connected. Yep, sure is. So that's out sometime in January. That's right. Yeah. I will link to you so that when everybody um, connects with you that they can find that. And I know that you're still working away on your beautiful transition offering. So I will keep my trying to post it on that incredible offering when it comes out. Thank you so much. Thank you. And sending you the biggest, biggest cuddle and light-filled smooch from me. And a thank you from all of our listeners as well. Thank you for sharing you and your, your journey with us. Oh, thank you, beautiful. So grateful. Thank you for having this conversation. Pleasure. All right, honey, have a beautiful day. Aha, did you love it? Did you love that as much as I loved it? Every time I've spoken to Rachel about transitions, I feel like I have a new, deeper respect and understanding and appreciation for the journey of transition that I'm still in and that there are ways to move through it with ease and grace and to really just find gratitude for this spiritual journey that we're on and transitions whether they're easy or difficult ones that's what it's all about isn't it the in spaces between as Rachel so beautifully described for us so if you want some more information please do head over to claireobey.com episode 16 and you will find links to connect with Rach and definitely get your hands on her new offering around belief that is a really great starting point that's going to catapult you into the next offering she provides very soon which is around transition and I highly recommend keeping an eye on all of that coming out from Rachel soon because yeah we all need that support when we're in transition most definitely and we need to do it with grace and ease as much as we can because it's not always easy so please do check out episode 16 for any show notes and information and connect with Rachel. You will absolutely love what she's about to put out into the world and I cannot wait for you to dive into it. I also would love to hear back from you. Are you in transition? Have you been in a transition over the last few years and you've 
come to the other side of it? How did you move through it? What has landed for you from Rachel's wisdom that's maybe supporting you right now, whether you're still in transition or on the other side of it, or maybe just about to start one and you can feel it brewing and coming along your way. All right, beautiful, sending you so much love, big hugs and kisses and love and light your way always. And can't wait to connect again soon. Okay, bye.